Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Prevention 365, where prevention is every day in every way. Uh, this is our New Year's episode where we're going to talk about what we, uh, we do at home for New Year's because ADAP is such a like diverse group of people. Um, I'm your host for this episode, Karina. I'm a development associate at ADAP. And then we're joined by Tom Chick, who is the IOICC coordinator. Coordinator. <laughs> then, sorry, I was going to say manager. Uh, Marlon, who's uh, the community organizer for Inglewood. And uh, Kelsey's also here. Uh, and she's also with me in development. Um, yeah, uh, I guess for this New Year's episode, um, yeah, we're basically going to talk about what, what we do at home. Uh, like I have a Chinese background, so typically we just celebrate with hot pot. Hot pot is for those who don't know, it's a big old bowl of soup in the middle of the table. And then we got a bunch of raw veggies and meat and we just, uh, in intervals, dump everything into the pot, and then we we share a meal that way. Um, but I know I I don't actually know like, any other way to eat a meal for New Year's, <laughs> right? Like I like I don't know, Tom. What do you, what do you do? Do you have a a meal that you guys do? We have multiple meals actually, um, which is kind of interesting with our family. And you know, when I was growing up, just trying to understand New Year's and what it meant, at least the Chinese New Year for me. Um, the way my dad put it to me is like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's all rolled into one. That's how big of a celebration it is for us. Um, and I don't know if anyone else kind of heard that thing before. But as far as um, meals, we always start off with just the immediate family, like my parents, my brother, myself, and now, you know, with my wife and kids as well. Um, and we go out to eat with my parents at a restaurant. And it eventually leads to a bigger celebration with the entire family because my dad comes from a family of, um, I think he has uh, nine brothers and sisters. So we're talking about a lot of people coming over with cousins, you know, and nieces and nephews. So it can get pretty elaborate with all the food. Um, there's some traditional food, of course. And then there's folks that just bring, um, you know, their own little plate to, or their own little dish to the, to the event to, to contribute to the potluck. So yeah, it's a lot of eating. I think that's like one of the like most telling ways or like that it's like an Asian celebration. But I think this like goes like over many cultures where it's it's the focus is food. Yeah. Right. Family I food. don't know. Yeah. Family, family and food. I, I've noticed that. Yeah. Like that transcends any culture. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, I have a question before I kind of elaborate on my experience. Um, so with the hot pot, you know, right? Like everyone's at the table at the same time or does everybody just go to like, I'll grab my portion of the soup and eat it over here? Um. Well, basically, actually, no, no, no. So everyone is at the table and it's like, usually what people do is they'll have like a gas stove and then there's a pot, like a big old pot in the middle, like a steel pot and it's like split mm -hmm. in half. And then half of the pot is like spicy soup and then the other half is not spicy. And then uh, like, we'll take turns putting uh, the, the raw stuff in, not, not dump everything in at once, but like mm -hmm. whatever, cause like stuff like the meat is 
cut really, really thin. So it cooks super fast. So it's like you throw in like little bits and then you pull it out and then you talk while the food is cooking in the middle. Oh, like I prefer, prefer to hop. I never tried it, but I, I've seen it in restaurants. I've never heard of it in a family setting. So that's really cool that you guys do that uh, hot pot um, for New Year's. Um, you know, so um, my background is Guatemalan. So I've done New Year's different ways. I've, so that's more communal because we'll, we would always have a break around 10, 30, 11, and there'll be some type of relatively, uh, like a, a simple pala. Like I'm used to eating like bolillo with beans stuck in, like it's in the middle with some cheese. That's something that, you know, that we have families from Mexico or Salvador, so that was something that was easy. I've done it with my family uh, where we might have tamales still. So we were still eating tamales. Uh, the Guatemalan tamales are a little bit different from the Mexican tamales. They use the plantain leaves. They're a little bit uh, larger, a little bit uh, moist. So that's what I was used to eating. And Tom, you know, I was thinking what you were saying that Chinese New Year is like all the, the holidays that maybe the general Americans know of all in one. To me, in my experience, has always been like the least important. Thanksgiving, it was, it's pretty big, you know, for those that are here. Uh, you know, Christmas, everyone dresses up. Everyone comes to eat together, eat tamales. We open gifts at midnight on New Year's. I mean, on Christmas Eve, going to Christmas Day, and then the next day is called the Recalentado. We come back to eat all the leftovers. But New Year's, it's like, I don't know. I, I know some people still dress up and, hang out but i don't see it as big as you know christmas or even like thanksgiving but from my experience uh sometimes people just branch off it's just their families themselves or something a little bit smaller or go to church uh so it's interesting you know how the dynamics are are different yeah i would say that uh new year especially like lunar new year like for asians it takes priority <laughs> over the other holidays um i i think i'm too asian american to understand why uh because like i i don't i don't know sometimes I, f I find myself doing these traditions or like my dad will be like we gotta do this or we gotta do this uh but but i think i'm so far removed from like the origin of why we do certain things where i just i just do it without question I think celebrating here in the U.S. is not as big. I know if you go to like, you know, like China or Vietnam, uh, some of the countries that are very um, big on this, they they close down for weeks. And what I heard, you yeah, know, it's, it's a long celebration. It's not just hey, it's one day and it's over or two days. Um, we're talking about multiple days of stores being closed, you know, and being home with family. So it's a really big deal. Um, and you, you know, you're certain parts of the world that celebrate this like you know, this is their thing. Yeah, according to my mom, like when I asked her about it, she says like, nobody works for weeks sometimes because it's such a huge thing in the, their country and it's a huge celebration. So they just close down all shops. Like there's nothing open and everyone's just spending time at home with their families. I was reading a Twitter post where uh, like I follow this like freelance artist and she 
has manufacturers that she works with in China. And they were like, oh, if you want stuff for spring, you have to turn in your order now because we will be closed for weeks on end until March. So they have vacation from like, like in intervals, they have a long vacation, like a long winter break from January into March. Um, I, I think because typically, uh, because Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year fo uh, follow the lunar calendar. So it doesn't fall on like January 1st, like on our calendar, like how we normally know it to be. Um, it, it changes every year, but this, or for 2022, uh, it's, I think earlier, it's, it's like February, right? Or like January? I think it's in February for 2022. It's like a little bit earlier than usual. <laughs> so, so Lunar New Year and Chinese New Year is, is the same. Yes. Sorry. I, I keep interchanging them, but it's, it's the same. So, so the lunar cal can you explain a little bit to me because I'm a, I'm a little unfamiliar with that, but I'm very interested. I'm, when I think about countries closing, the whole country closing for like family and celebration in Guatemala, it's um, Semana Santa, which is, uh, what is it in English? Uh, the week or the resurrection week. Uh, we call it Holy Week. I, what, I don't know. It's usually spring break around here. But in Guatemala, it's known as Holy Week, uh, Semana Santa. And that's where everything is closed. And it's everybody's enjoying it with families, people go on vacation, there's processions, there's a bunch of things. But can you, I would like to learn more, like, what, what's the lunar calendar? Because I don't know what that is. And I don't know, I'm very interested. You want to take a stab at that, Karina? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um okay from from what i remember from a past uh, all staff presentation that i had to do uh the lunar calendar uh is what they used to use for agriculture so way back when in ye old days uh for they they would follow the lunar calendar for gardening or sorry uh, like farming and stuff like that uh so that was their choice of like how to tell the seasons and when it's good to plant things and whatnot. Not like the Gregorian calendar where it follows the sun. Um, so because of that, they follow the, because the back then they used the lunar calendar for agriculture. They, they ended up, uh, I guess, uh, revolving their holidays and traditions around that calendar. Whereas it's similar to like on the Western side where they would use the sun to tell like, oh, it's this time, or oh, it's around this season, so we'll do this around now. So it, it, it's basically the equivalent, but instead of following the sun, it's following the moon. And because there's like, the, the cycle of the moon is different from the cycle of the sun, that's why Lunar New Year doesn't fall on the same day every year. And that's why it's like changing up like that. So it, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to, there's also like, I don't know mine, but I know when I was growing up, some people were like, what's your Chinese birthday? And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but apparently it, it's your birthday according to the lunar calendar. And I still don't know mine, but I don't know. Tom, Kelsey, do you guys know your quote unquote Chinese birthday? I think mine is like, Cause my birthday is November twenty second, so my mom always says 
it's around like November 10 or 11 because the lunar calendar is like roughly around 11 days shorter. So I think she just like subtracts that from my birthday. But yeah. Yeah, I, don't I have know. no idea. <laughs> we never really celebrate. I mean, it was more the older generation, like my grandma or my grandfather yeah. or some of the older uncles would celebrate their Chinese, um, you know, birthday as opposed to their Western birthday. So yeah, I, for the younger generation, like my generation and younger, we don't really you know, talk about it, or, I mean, I don't even know how to read the calendar, to be honest, because some of the Chinese calendars have the Western um, days, and they also have something written in Chinese, probably the lunar calendar, so they know how to read that, I, I have no idea how to read it, um, but just to show the difference, I guess, like, last year's Lunar New Year, or Chinese New Year, fell on February 12th, and this year is going to fall on February 1st, so, like, about 11-day difference, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually really cool, though, using the lunar calendar, because my mom, she still bases, or she still looks at the lunar calendar sometimes. And because it's based on the moon phases, she always knows when there's going to be a full moon. Mm -hmm. So she's always like, I'm always like looking at the like moon and I'll be like, oh, is it full moon today? And she's like, yeah, it is. Cause it's on this day. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. So the generation, before they celebrated the lunar birthday or their Chinese like, birthday? A long time ago, I think. Oh, wow. That was that two yeah, birthdays? That still do. Just or, yeah, I think like more traditional people, but since yeah. for us, we're more like westernized, we don't really celebrate our Chinese birthdays. I don't think my parents want to do two birthdays for me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine having two birthdays? <laughs> but I guess when you get older, you don't want to be reminded twice that you're getting right. It's right. true. <laughs> if you're a kid. So, so uh, how does your family celebrate, uh, you know, Lunar New Year here in the states? What's the celebration typically look like? I think one of the things that like like will never die out is the tradition of uh, red envelopes. Oh. I think I think that one is like no matter I, I mean like who doesn't like getting money? <laughs> oh, it's money. Oh. Yeah, so it's uh, it's called New Year's money. So you get so every so typically older the old like the older folks in the family will give the kids or the unmarried people the envelopes. Uh, and it's it's I'm sure you've seen it. It's like a a, a little red envelope. One right here, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An example. <laughs> yes, a visual. Empty ones though, but there's like a lot of different designs. So oh, like, those are cool. They look yeah. like. Sorry, it's kind of blurry. But. Yeah. So typically, you put money and then you give them to the kids, or you give them to the unmarried young adults. And then, uh, oh, one of the things I learned when I was working at the boba shop that I, I, I worked at before here is you, you don't give an odd amount of money really? in the envelope. Yeah, you can, you can only give like an even amount in the envelope. Otherwise, it's like bad luck. Really? Yeah, so you can only do <laughs> like one time, like my manager, WeChat us like uh, $2 to our, our WeChat uh envelopes i mean wallets or whatever 
I feel like someone gave me an odd number. Oh, I've been giving out fives to my little cousins all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no well, maybe that's why my parents or grandparents always give fives or tens because that's more of an even number. I'm yeah. sorry, tens or twenties. Yeah, because it's a it's a it's an even number. I I don't know why odd numbers are bad, but you know. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, with, with the celebration and talking about odd numbers being bad, there's a lot of superstitious stuff that happens too. So you have to follow a lot of tradition and culture. Like one of the things we did um, was to clean. We had to do a lot of cleaning before the new year. Yeah. Um, that was to supposedly get rid of all the bad and evil and whatever negative things that happened in the past year. And, and you're welcoming any new, you know, new things coming in. Um, so I remember doing a lot of cleaning. I always remember getting new socks new underwear, new undershirt for New Year's, you know, not that I didn't get it when I needed it throughout the, the year, but, you know, for uh, definitely on New Year's Eve, we would get that. Um, I would get those things, my brother and I would get it all the time. That's, that's oh, traditional okay. uh, Latino Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underwears and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of celebrating, lots of getting together with family, um, and I don't know of anyone else too, but we don't always celebrate exactly on the day of New Year because of work and all that. So we'll, my parents and their and his, my dad and his siblings will pick out a day to um, meet up at someone's house, and then we'll celebrate from there. So it's, let's say it's all food, it's just family. Um, there's some gambling involved, and um, we play different. You know, a lot of the adults play their games, the kids will play their kids' games. Um, and I, I do remember when I was working on problem gambling, um, that was the one time I was allowed to gamble throughout the whole year. You know, it was during New Year's. My dad would not allow it um, throughout the rest of the year, but we allowed it during New Year's, which was cool. I mean, I would play like bingo for quarters or, you know, whatever. I'll watch Monkles play cards. Um, so yeah, that was, a, just, that was that was happening a lot. It still happens a lot now. That, that actually reminds me, uh, I haven't thought about it, but because New Year's for us, a lot of times like we're watching Univision, the Spanish channel, waiting for like the ball to drop at you know 12 o'clock or whatnot so a lot of time it's just like hanging out and passing the time so we would play loteria mm. and yeah it's like uh it's kind of like bingo you fill in the whole card right. and we would play for quarters <laughs> so, uh, so yeah that was a, a family activity that reminded me of uh, a new year's with my family so, yeah. it, so there's gambling is there drinking because i know in my culture any, if there's any holiday, any celebration, it's a reason to drink. There is. Um, I remember my uncles, when they would play cards, they would drink. My grandfather would, you know, drink some, uh, have a beer or two. Um, but I think in the most part, like my family, at least I don't recall a lot of alcohol involved. It was only done during the holidays, um, but not on a general day-to-day -day basis. At least with the older generation, like, you know, my dad's generation, there wasn't a lot of drinking. Um, but there, there was some when it was New Year's, you know, there was some alcohol around some beer. Yeah, I think for my family, when it comes to drinking, my family, a lot of my family members don't really drink, but there's still some drinking involved. I think it just depends on the family. But going back to what Tom was saying about the cleaning, like my family would clean a lot too before the days of or before Chinese New Year would come because 
supposedly on the day you're not supposed to do any cleaning at all because when you do sorry my dogs I don't know if you guys can hear but when you do the cleaning you're taking away all the bad energy or like bad luck so like when you're not supposed to do it on the day of because that's supposed to be if you do clean on the day of Chinese New Year that's like cleaning out the good luck and then I also remember my mom always tells me to cut my hair before Chinese New Year because it has to do with like the bad luck thing too where you're like cutting out the bad luck or like even washing my hair I'm not supposed to wash it on the day of because that's like washing out your good luck too so yeah there's a lot of like luck in like the traditions so everything has to do with like good luck or bad luck but yeah there's a whole list of things you're not supposed to do and do <laughs> yeah so don't get caught doing the things you're not supposed to do yeah <laughs> you get yelled at <laughs> Yeah, I also, last year, I think, typically I go out to get my hair cut, but because of COVID last year, I, I cut my own bangs. Oh, yeah, so, I remember. Yeah, those awful, awful bangs, those awful <laughs> quarantine bangs. But yeah, I, I was like, all right, well, I have to cut my hair because it's New Year, so. Yeah. I didn't know the one, actually, okay, I... I, I also don't wash my hair on New Year, but I, my mom thought my dad made that up. Oh, really? And she was like, that's gross. And I was like, Is, <laughs> I don't know what's uh, true anymore. <laughs> no, I remember learning about that in school when I was younger. And okay, so that's I good. guess it just stuck with me. And then I asked my mom about it and she confirmed it, so. Okay. Well, nine out of ten Chinese people say don't wash your hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Tom, um, how did, do your kids know about uh, Chinese or Lunar New Year? Are they familiar with the customs? Yeah, we, you know, my my kids. For those that don't know, they're biracial, so they're Chinese and uh, Mexican. You know, so they we do expose them to both cultures you know i know younger they spend a lot of time with my grandparents uh, my, my sorry my my parents and my grandparents so they got exposed to the chinese side of, of, of their you know their identity so they're familiar with a lot of the things um that i'm gonna assume that as they get older that tradition is gonna die slowly with them as well because they're not you know they don't they're not how can i say they're not like excited to get the new pair of socks or underwear like i was um but they are excited about the lucky money. That's the only thing they, they get really excited about when they get the the licensee from, you know, all the elders. Um, so, yeah, they, they know about it. Cool. They know about the food. They know about, you know, different things that happen um, right before you, like the cleaning and all that stuff. So I try to get them to clean. Um, when they were younger, it was a little easier. Now that they're older, it's like, eh, all right. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. They get the different experiences from their cultures. Yeah, so they, they, they get both. Like, they make tamales right before Christmas with, with my wife's family. So they get a mix of a little bit of everything. We, we try really hard to at least educate them. You know, maybe we don't follow everything exactly, but we try to educate them on, on both cultures. Uh, is there anything else that you're curious about, Marlon? About, like, 
what we do for Lunar New Year? Or is it like any aspect or yeah, any aspects? I mean, it's just, I, I think it's, everyone has their culture and they hear kind of the background and how traditions are passed on. And just like the similarities, there's some similarities to say how, let's say Latinos, Latinx families celebrate their, their New Year's, right? And it's always tied to family, mm -hmm. which I appreciate, which is, um, which I Anything else that, like, uh, I don't know, you want to share with us? Anything else related to Lunar New Year? I know um, in past conversations, there's Lunar New Year's and there's some other New Year's, right? Am I mistaken? Uh, Cambodia might have their own one. Yeah, Cambodians have their own New Year. I'm trying to figure out who else has their own New Year. I think Southeast Asians have their own date another date for celebrating it i am not sure though i i, I don't think i should assume or speak for them though <laughs> but i i remember tiffany saying something about it in april yeah it's cambodian new year's in april okay yeah so vietnamese celebrate the same new year's as chinese because yeah. of, i guess they have the influence on you know china yeah i think cambodians and laos celebrate their own new year's around April. Hmm. Yeah, I know for sure Cambodians are in April. Yeah. We, we don't know the reasoning behind that though, but but maybe they could do a, a, a little Cambodian New Year episode. In April. In yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah. So much, yeah. There's so much diversity in Asia and, and here just in ADAP, you know? That's true. Asian American drug abuse uh, program, but there's a lot of us from different backgrounds. So uh, it's really fun to work these things so I, I don't think i have any more questions i think i learned a lot uh the value of family um that's what it seems like these celebrations are centered on which is great and just, yeah learning the i won't wash my hair either <laughs> but when i see it's no new year i won't wash it i don't want to wash the good luck away so and uh i'm married so i don't get in any envelopes so no you're you're technically supposed to be giving it out I'll give that to my nephews and my son. <laughs> there you go. Okay, then I guess that will wrap it up for that episode of Prevention 365, where prevention is every day in every way. Um, yeah. Anything anybody else want to add? Just thank you for inviting me to speak on this. That was cool. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me too. Woohoo! All right, <laughs> that'll do it for us then. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.